Welcome to Down the Yellow Brick Pod, your ticket somewhere over the rainbow and down many a yellow brick rabbit hole for all royal revisionists and fans of Oz to fall down together. Today, you've landed in our Slipperhood series where we interview many of the magical folks who identify with or have stepped into the legacy of the sparkly shoes, no matter if they are silver or ruby red, in a Broadway caliber production or homemade from the heart. May Oz continue to connect us across gender identities, generations, and cultures thanks to things like recognizable gingham, and inspire our next steps today. Connor lives in the midst of the great NYC prairie. Connor grew up in Maryland, then attended Coastal Carolina University, where he graduated with his BFA in musical theater. He now is an actor who has worked professionally across the country at regional theaters and spreading magic on board multiple Disney Cruise Line ships. But more important, Connor has been a lover of all things Oz since he could remember and has never and will never get enough of it. We feel you, Connor. Connor recently directed, choreographed, and produced A Journey to Oz, a tribute to the beloved movie musical in which he plays his dream role of Dorothy. We're so glad to have you, Connor. Connor, hello, new friend. Hello, new friends. <laughs> we are so happy to have you here on our Slipperhood series. Let's just get into it. So, Let's do it. Because you're new to us and we're so um, inspired by your relationship to Oz and just love connecting with you on the Instagram. It's truly when Instagram feels I magical know. when like Bring there's like, together. yeah, when like you were like, oh my gosh, like I can make connections here. It's mm-hmm. so, so fun. Would love to hear a little bit about your Yellow Brick Road, perhaps pre-pandemic. What was driving that Yellow Brick Road? What was your Emerald City? Anything that you want to share with us? And yes. Pre-pandemic, pre-tornado. Um, <laughs> it, I was, I mean, I'm a working, at, well, I was a working actor up until then. Um, and I was in and out of the city a lot. Um, right before the pandemic, I had just finished my third contract with Disney Cruise Line. Wow. So I was... I was doing that. I was a swing on for the for them. I was um covering thirty eight tracks and the dance wow. captain. So I was okay. like, "You're a wizard." <laughs> a wizard. I, I don't know. I don't know how that happened or how my brain works, but encyclopedia brain. Wow! That's wow! Incredible. Wow! Wow! So my yellow brick road was just a lot of like performing, and then in between, I would come back to the city and audition, and just like it was that life and. I had just gotten back to the city uh, January 2020, and then I was so ready to be back and like leave the cruise ship behind for a bit and start auditioning yeah, yeah. for other things. And then we all know what happened next. <laughs> but um, it was great. Like, I had moved. I moved to the city in 2015, so it was just okay. the actor life, and it was great. It's still great, but now it's a little different. Right. It is a little different. Right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So wow. you were like thing to thing to thing to thing. Yeah. Right. I guess like my little blur before I had done a contract for the Disney Wonder, got off, immediately went to the Disney Dream three weeks later as a replacement, oh my gosh. Mm. got off the Disney Dream, 
and two weeks later I went to San Francisco and played Bobby in Crazy for You. Oh my god! Came back to New York for like two months and then did the Disney Wonder again. And then like, here we are. So it was like kind of a crazy two and a half years before pandemic time. Well, I'm glad you weren't on a cruise ship when everything went down. Oh my gosh. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good to hear. I'm glad I was not, I was home and not in the middle of the ocean asking for questions of what's happening. Oh my goodness. My heart was with so many folks that, we knew we're um, that we're stranded, yeah. like essentially, yeah. yeah, and just having to wait and yeah, cruise ship life. Could you tell us some because, like, that's <laughs> I would love to hear. I've never done a cruise ship. Emma's I've never, never done a cruise a ship. Cruise. I oh my gosh, on a cruise this past yeah. for twenty twenty. I got hired to do um, a hairspray and a bunch of other things, and yeah. I did turn. I ended up turning it down for personal reasons and for wedding conflicts. All these weddings yeah. that did not happen, anyways. True. But um, right. I, I can't, it was so hard to imagine myself into the cruise ship life. Could you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about what that's like to perform on water? <laughs> oh, it is. On water. It's wild. I've only ever gone on Disney before. So that's all I know. And uh, mm-hmm. I found out quickly that I don't get seasick. So good job for good. me. Yeah, good, 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 um, good. It's, I mean, Disney's really wonderful. They treat the performers really great. We have our own rooms. I mean, the cabins are small, but you make them cozy and nice. Um, And the shows for Disney are in rep. So we do three big shows. I mean, it's Disney. So they are like out of control. The the money that goes into these shows. Oh my God. Yes. I've seen some footage. It's incredible. It's wild. I mean, I've now done two contracts on The Wonder, so I've done Frozen more times than I yeah, probably ever wow. need to do. <laughs> but yeah, cool, cool, we, cool. so like in a so week, cool. we would do six or seven shows, and uh, like one night would be the Golden Mickeys, and that we did that two performances. So one at 6.30, one at 8.30, and then a couple nights off, and then do like Frozen, and then do Disney Dreams. Um, usually Frozen, we did three times in a day. Whoa. So, so it's really like rough Judy, on Judy and Mickey schedule, and Mickey schedule right? right there. Just like a workhorse. That's a lot of let it go. That is, that is a lot of let oh it yeah. Go in a day, my my vocal cords That's, just tense. Yeah. Wow. But like, you don't notice it as much at first. But if you are in rocky waters, like you will go and like do a jump and you land two feet over and you're like okay this is what i want this is what i want to hear more yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> or like you're doing a pirouette and you're just kind of like you're going off <laughs> to the side you. your body oh. is horizontal and like i mean the girls are wearing heels and there's tracks in the stage and like a lot of right. trips slips and falls um but we just keep going or and there's a lot of flying in the shows and uh if it's too rocky, we will cut flying so things get a little not as magical. Or or you don't cut the flying and you're in the air and the ship is rocking and you're just swaying side oh. to side. Um Did you get to fly? My first contract, yes, because my first contract I was friends with yes. Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I flew. <laughs> Uh, you're friends with him too but uh yeah (laughs) um so so yeah performing is and then 
the good thing about it is like in the Caribbean, the air is so like moist. So your voice was feeling really good. It steamed every day. <laughs> yeah. Not so much when we were in Alaska because sure. that air is very dry and very cold. Um, but it's, it is strange when you're standing behind the curtain and the curtain is just like swaying side to side. Or there's people in the audience who uh, have to have to get sick and you are just, you're trying to give some Disney magic and you're like, oh, there's a little girl puking in her Elsa gown. She needs the Disney magic to help her feel better. Baby. But it's, it's wild. But we had a lot of cast members who like knew how to, what like pill to take or what like magic patch to put on to not feel seasickness. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds like a ma- like a marathon of training. Like oh. after doing this, I feel like you could do anything. Oh, I feel like I can like accomplish the world. <laughs> right. That's yeah. the one thing about these, like we talk a lot about like brutal schedules yeah. of like our industry, but there is like on the flip side, like, whoa, I am capable of so much. Like I think of like my mm-hmm. early summer stocks. I w- was doing so much like children's theater in the morning, yeah. mm-hmm. then doing the main musical, then rehearsing the next show. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was fine. Like I did feel fine when I was doing that. Now I would be like, <laughs> all <laughs> right, I need a break. Like I would definitely be a little yeah. bit more grandma-esque, I but guess. Oh, yeah. You, you did it. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after the last one, like swinging that many tracks and as the dance captain, I was like, wow. I, now I talked to friends who were like, I, I, I had to swing like nine rolls on Broadway and I was like, okay, nine. I was like, I can do that. Slap me into Wicked. We're good to go. Yes, you're yes. ready. Put it out there, Connor. Yeah. Because as dance captain, that means you also have the responsibility of knowing pretty much everyone's tracks and yeah. like keeping, keeping things clean, mm-hmm. making sure people can be put in. Yeah. When, when, wow. And that was a challenge for me because I'm not a very aggressive person. Not you have to be aggressive, but I don't like giving notes to peers. And I feel like, I'm so sorry, I have to give you this note. But it did teach me part of like my journey down my, my yellow brick road. Yeah. It was learning to stand up for myself or say like, okay, mm-hmm. guys, like this is not working or having to go to higher ups and like, be like, hey, th- these cues are not working. We need to figure this out. So it kind of taught me to get a backbone for me. And yes. I've been told my whole life, it's like, you need to stand up for yourself and you have to take control of a room. So I'm still not the best at it, but it taught me to, it's okay. You can give people notes and you're still friends at the end of the day. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. And I learned there's a way to give notes and be nice and professional. Because as we know, there's a lot of people out there in leadership roles who the power goes to their heads and maybe they're not the nicest. And I think this business is already, it's rough enough that you can, you can get things accomplished, but be really kind about it and have a sense of humor. It is, is, we're just playing at the end of the day. Like we're not, we're not solving world hunger. (laughs) Yes. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you shared that. We've talked about this a little bit, like. I mean, I've been in a lot of very quick rehearsal processes for musicals, like nine day rehearsal processes. Oh my gosh. Which is like, you know, that's fast, especially with like huge what? mountainous shows with, I did, I just distract a bunch mm-hmm. um, 
after we did the tour. And I was lucky going into these short rehearsal you, processes yeah, because I was like, here's my vocal line. This is what I'm going <laughs> to be it. singing. I will like, be doing this. <laughs> I know what I'm right. doing. Like just easy, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. But that score for people for who only have a couple days mm-hmm. of music rehearsals is like a breakdown. Like you're Rough. we had girls crying. <laughs> for one of the productions I did that was nine days. Yeah. But I, I remember like I did a freaky Friday, which is a very ridiculous show. Uh, um, I love the music. Fun. I love the music. I mean, the music is, it's so much fun to be in. It's a bop to be in. Everyone is screlting for no, yes, no, everyone's screlting for no reason, but it's a lot of fun. I, I did that, that <laughs> in nine day rehearsal process, but our director made it feel like I have to give him props. Gabriel Berry. He, even had a day where we like brought up our child, our favorite childhood memories to get us to touch back with Mm. like, why would we want to go back to our childhood? Mm. Every single person had to do it. Like didn't matter who you were playing in the show. And I, I remember having like, Oh my gosh, she wants to do this kind of work. We have nine days, but somehow I think the, like that energy just bringing us into a space where we were connecting to like a core together Mm-hmm. Oh, like it only it, made it better. It only made it better. It didn't detract time, and you know, and yeah. I never felt this like, oh my god, we're racing a clock feeling, mm-hmm. which can yeah. sometimes happen. Yeah, I feel that. I had a similar thing. I was still in college at the time, but I was Ogonquit had done. I had worked at Ogonquit like my junior year summer doing Billy Elliot, and then they did Mary Poppins right after. But they brought Mary Poppins back that like fall as like a Christmas show and they lost a few like cast members and they called me to come be in the ensemble so i had to like leave senior year early like that semester whatever but they were all reviewing the show and i was learning it and we i learned that show in three days and we had to run through but at the same time they were still like even though you're new to the show you still have like your process and like they were so kind and that's what i was saying earlier about just people being kind and having good energy Even fast processes can, like, make you feel nice. I mean, Christiane Knoll was Mrs. Banks, and she was like, you're doing so well. And I was like, oh, my God, Mother from Ragtime is talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I just feel like fast and furious processes need more kindness because people are stressed. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's such it's and what you were saying, it's such a valuable lesson to be able to um, be in that role where the show's does sort of depend on you pointing those things out mm-hmm. and having the the courage to stand up and say, you know, Hey, can we work on this? Like that is, it is a weight on your shoulders. Cause I yeah. relate mm-hmm. to you. I'm definitely someone who's like, mm, I don't really, I'm scared to say this, but if I don't say it, I'm, I'm not fully serving the show. So right. that's yeah. a great lesson to I'd learn. I'd rather be a wallflower. <laughs> like I really <laughs> I, know. I know. Um, but yeah, no, it's important. Like, mm-hmm. So you were saying too, you were back in the city January 2020. Yes. What were you hoping the next thing would be? Creepy oh. like tornado. <laughs> I was hoping, I mean, aren't we all hoping for Broadway to call us? But, <laughs> I mean, I was really just excited to get back to like regional theater and just to do, I mean, yeah. like, Disney's great. On land. land. On land and to do like a full two and a half hour book musical. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. I was just ready to do that. And just to make those connections with casting directors again, because I just had been out of the New York game for a bit. Cause I was away. Um, yeah. Which now I feel, I mean, I think you probably are doing it too. Like we're doing the 
video audition game, which is frustrating. And I'm trying to keep my, my hopes up and optimism up, but it's rough. But I still have like the hope that things will get better and like I'll work again because of course we're all like I said it yesterday to my well actually no this morning to my roommate I was like I'm never gonna work again <laughs> like oh, oh no the, the famous the of famous course. words yes you're not alone, you're not but, alone. I think those words always escape my mouth and, at least once a year <laughs> oh yeah and then if during during pandemic that's when I got into podcasts and like I listened to a yes. lot of theater podcasts so just kind of remind myself why I love this and like listen to those stories because all I care about in life, this is so corny, but like, I just love theater. It's what I do all. That's all I talk about. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I just wanted to make sure it like stayed around even during this time we didn't have it. So that's how I got into podcasts. And then I found you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we are with you with the theater love. Where did your love for theater and maybe even Oz begin? Oh yeah. And tell us about that intersection. Cause we know that's like such such an intersection. I mean, truly my love for theater started with the wizard of Oz. (laughs) Like I can't, I can't even remember the first time I saw the movie. Someone the other day actually asked me like, like, when did you love it? Like, and I was like, I, all I know is I was born. This, this is Wizard of Oz has been my life ever since I was the tiniest of tots. And so that I'm, I'm sure besides like Disney movies was like my first musical theater experience. And then since then has been really like my gateway drug and it makes so, so much sense for me. And so I just grew up and I just loved it. And Actually, like, so uh, my first show ever was The Wizard of Oz. Of course, I was a munchkin. Excellent. <laughs> and Excellent. I, it was, I was 10. It was 2003. And fun fact, um, it was October 31st, 2003, opening night of Wicked as well. And Wicked is my next to- Why I love Wicked so much is because Wizard of Oz. I've seen Wicked 49 times. Can we go to the 50th? Yeah, we'll come with you to your 50th. I have my tickets for September 14th. I have my my tickets. You're going. You're so adorable. And people are like, oh, you just love Wicked. I'm like, I love Wicked because I love the Wizard of Oz. Yes. Like when those flatheads come out in one short day, I'm like, none of you guys know who what these are. I know what these are. (laughs) Like, yeah. So that's how my love for theater started. And yeah, my first show was Wizard of Oz at my high school. Of course, they needed like kids, so mm-hmm. that was me. Where was that? That was in Maryland. So I grew up okay. um, Maryland. in Maryland. Two, like three I'm of so- our slipperhead folks are from Maryland. I know. I learned that so Bren Williams is from Maryland uh-huh. for your from your podcast. Yes, um, and uh, Sarah Lasko too, who Sarah is Lasko. Dorothy on the on the National tour. Park. Yes, I listened to her. She's a Disney Cruise Line gal as yes! well. Look at all these like oh my gosh, little crossovers. crossovers. Can I ask a fun question for yes. all of us to answer? So I'm like so intrigued. I think Ryan J, who we also had in the Slipperhood, we love Ryan J. He said like growing up on a Disney diet was something he said hmm. that made me go, oh my God, hilarious. Like that is what I was intaking a yes. lot of. Yes. It, okay. So if our like musical influences were like a salad bowl, like 
what was the lettuce? So like, what was like the main thing? Oh and then like, what was all the different, the like the, ve- the vegetables, the, the seasonings, like what was it? Like, what was that hodgepodge? Like, did Ooh. we go down a Judy rabbit hole? Was Judy like mm. someone that we like listened to a lot as a kid? I love this question. Okay. I want to know like, what are the major influences? <sighs> So it could be like music or like musical, like movies and stuff yeah. like that. You can even add in like, yeah. but you know, I also was listening to Carly Simon with my dad all the time. Like yeah. I want mm. all the like big influences mm-hmm. in the salad bowl. Ooh, ooh. Oh my God. Mine is like just musical theater, but <laughs> so I think the meat was Wizard of Oz. And then it was yeah, like, okay. I was a big Pocahontas kid. Pocahontas was, was my, f- it was Pocahontas and Esmeralda. I like so, them as well. They were my so like both my favorites. they were my faves. Um, so those like two like when I when I hear that music, that brings me back to my like my childhood, and then like probably sprinkled on top was then like starting to grow up. So it was like the hairspray sprinkles, and then like into the woods. I started to like mature. Okay, okay, okay. okay. A little Sondheim seasoning. Yes. Yeah. I'm like 12. I'm like, this is serious. This is serious theater. It's into the woods. Yes. 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 Even to this day, I'm such, I love music, but like, I'll be at the gym. And if I'm not listening to a podcast, I'm, I'm listening to Hello Dolly on the treadmill. Like that's. Sometimes it's the best inspiration. I have to share this because I keep forgetting (laughs) it happened. I was walking home the other night. We have people who have an outdoor movie theater by us. Uh, I walked up to those good old days. Like full out Barbara on someone's house. I'm not okay. And I took a video. I'll share it with, I'll share it in our Insta when we have this episode. Oh my goodness. It, it. I started crying. Like, I was like, I needed this. That is New York. I was trying to make my husband be one of the waiters. I was like, do the waiter dance. And he's (laughs) literally just like not having it. But I I was like, hello, Dolly. Yes, yes. It just brings me somewhere. Look at her. Look at her. (laughs) Love her. What a beautiful salad. I love your salad. Oh, my God. Hearty salad. A hearty salad. (laughs) Yes, an anti-hearty salad. Um. (laughs) M, what was in your salad? I'm so, oh my gosh. Okay. Wizard of Oz is probably the lettuce. The greens. Yeah. The main. <laughs> the nutrients. Um, the like cherry tomatoes is Britney Spears. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like a little pop, little sass. Um, and just like 90s pop. Yeah. Just in mm. general. Okay. Okay. Um, oh man. I think my like, can I have bacon? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Have whatever you want. It's I your also salad. loved Esmeralda. There's a photo. I did a photo shoot, like I was professional photos, which is so funny. Like at Macy's, I had like a dress that had her face on it. Me too. And I had I, all Pocahontas and Esmeralda clothes. And then I put a like a bangle on my um, ankle, and I couldn't get it off. And I thought they were gonna have to like sock your foot. <laughs> <Soft> <laughs> your foot. That's the only <laughs> option. When that happens, it's the only like option. Five. I I was terrified, and then. For sure, like the '90s Disney, you know. I mean, for sure, Snow White. Mm-hmm. Um, not '90s, but Snow White, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, like that whole. You missed my main girl. I'm gonna get you with it. Who is it? She's like mm, the voice. So this is love. Cinderella. <gasps> oh. Cinderella. Uh, <laughs> she's my. She's like I'm like okay, all, girl. All of sing, those. sing. Oh, Brandy Cinderella. <sighs> 
there is no other version of Cinderella but that version. <laughs> that was, and I will die on that cross. Die on that. Yes, did, I agree. Did I go I agree. rush Chicago to see Brandy as Roxy Hart? Correct. Absolutely. I was I like, this is she was excellent. Those videos I saw were excellent. It was. Yeah. I was like, this is the closest thing I'll. I think when I saw it, I post on like Facebook. I was like, I'm seeing Brandy as Cinderella as Roxy Hart. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I want to go through your like treasure trove of playbooks. I'm sure you could just have a whole like show of you. I have, if I could like pull it out, I have under my bed. The only thing I collect are my playbills and I have a bin under my bed and it is just, there has to, there's hundreds, like 300 playbills in there. That's incredible. That's incredible. That's beautiful. I love mm-hmm. I love playbill collecting. That's the only thing we keep too. Mm-hmm. Like my husband and I will keep the playbills. It's the best. Else. It's history. Yeah, yeah, it is history. So to finish off my salad, the dry- oh yeah, oh, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, excuse me, I'm not done putting stuff on my salad. Back to the so to finish it, the dressing is grease because mm. my husband oh, and I yeah, would yeah. watch grease every day. Grease the dressing too? is. I watched Grease 2 and I was not ready. I was I was it's very disappointed. Unsure of what this was. I was like, where's Olivia? I was very confused. Frenchie's there and you should have gotten over it. Get over it. <laughs> That's my salad. Um, what's your salad? Okay. Um Okay, like what's the base? I feel like MGM musicals as a whole is kind of Ooh. like the base, but also like it's Shirley Temple and Judy, really, mm. let's be honest. Like it's Shirley Temple and Judy were my number one influences mm-hmm. as a kid. And then Kelly Rapke as the narrator and Joseph and the amazing technical dream Dreamcoat, who is our Slipperhood Incredible. guest coming up, which is yes. really wow. insane. Really insane. Um, but that's who I listen to letting out a mighty roar and let out a mighty roar every morning. I love that. When I would <laughs> sing along with up. Joseph. Um, but yeah, I love Joseph. That was a big part of Jingle. me growing up. Disney Pocahontas was my favorite. Cinderella was my next favorite. Mm-hmm. Definitely some Spice Girls would Ugh. be um, mm-hmm. like the onions, <laughs> the onions and cucumbers and all the vegetables. I love the Spice Girls and Brittany. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like old, old, like Carol Burnett is in there and mm-hmm. like Teresa Brewer, like these old singers, Keely Smith. Um, and my mom was like Shania Twain. So like I have to add <gasps> yeah. Shania. How could I forget to the mix? But yeah, it's so crazy because I do think like when we like put these salad bowls out, it's like, oh, you could hear that in your own like styling, in your own presentation. You can see like Mm -hmm. where we picked up these little things Mm -hmm. because aren't we just all like our own unique versions of the things we see and embrace imitate whether on purpose or something. And then it makes us our own thing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm hmm. We don't exist in a vacuum, you know? Yeah, no, we don't. We yeah. don't. Mm-hmm. I want all these salads. Yum. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy salads. Okay. <clears throat> so now getting into this pandemic time, mm-hmm. um, what has shifted on your yellow brick road when all this happened with the shutdown? I know we got up to here. Um, I know you had a podcast too, correct? Or have a podcast? I would love to love to hear about anything that you want to share. Yeah, I did create a podcast because I got into it and I was like, I just want to talk about theater. So I did, but then it kind of slowly died as like I was trying to get guests and people like weren't responding. So I was like, this is a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of work. It sounds weird is that even though the 
our world has changed a lot, especially in our theater world, I feel as if it was just on pause for me because I kind of kept it very, I didn't really change besides I wasn't performing. I haven't really changed like what I, I was still listening to the music I listened to and watching my, my bootlegs on YouTube, but like <laughs> my drive for what I want hasn't changed at all. So mm. it's weird. Like I think life has changed, but my drive for the theater hasn't, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, like yes, like you but still have your core. The core is still the same. And I think what has shifted is like no change of heart. No, change no change of heart. heart. A change in me. Okay. A change in me. <laughs> the most confusing song to really break down those lyrics. I know. Are. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. But I truly have like I've really started to appreciate my friends more. I mean, yeah, I had yeah. zooms with my friends every single week during the pandemic, and I've really appreciated my time with them and I had a very good friend who passed away during this like he was only Mm -hmm. 30 so I and like I've not dealt with that before so it kind of really put like you you love your friends and then it puts things into perspective that like we don't have a ton of time here so you have to really take advantage of your friends and I'm such a social person that I love that so now if someone's like do you want to go out I'm like yes Let's go. We have to be friends because we don't know what can happen tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. I agree with you. Like I just want to embrace togetherness way more than, Mm -hmm. or just be more intentional, I guess, about it too. Yeah. Um, Cause I could be very introverted and like not reach out, but yeah, like, Oh, I rather me just take the risk and ask people to do things than, Oh yeah, and not yeah, to not take the risk. I'm always annoying my friends. I'm like, so we're, are we gonna do something today? <laughs> I love I- that, and I'm sure like I I love someone who's like that, who's always asking hey, hey, hey. to hang out because I'm yeah. like, oh, that makes me feel like I'm valued or like want to be seen and mm-hmm. yeah. want to be in that yeah, want to be in a space with someone else. It's yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Just the appreciation. I went to uh, Shakespeare in the Park the other night with a dear friend yes. of mine, Jasmine. And it got rained out, but we were sort of waiting. We were waiting. Uh, We saw like 10 minutes of the show and then we were kind of waiting with our umbrella up and we were just talking for an hour in the rain. And we both were like, we don't even care that it's pouring around us and the show might not happen. We are actually here together. Mm -hmm. Like a year ago, we could not do that. So yeah, I appreciate appreciation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Appreciation and gratitude though. Like, well, they're words we toss around, yeah. but they really need to be practiced. Yeah. Like if Take they're not a different meaning, if they're not practiced, they don't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's beautiful to see that come, come up in this time. Yeah. So you have your relationship with Oz that you got to explore a little deeper in this pandemic time. Do you want to share about your mm-hmm. Oz project that you made a reality? Yes. I mean, okay. So obviously the wizard of Oz, like, as I'm sitting here looking at, my wall in front of me it's it's a gallery wall of chess wizard of oz pictures like it is all i've ever loved the camera you have to okay oh my god (laughs) and take a photo for our listeners we'll share it (laughs) oh my gosh i need to oh gosh can you even this is so fun okay so i have the costume renderings of wicked and then i have judy and then I have well done, a, a scarecrow, a tin man lion there. And then, oh ooh, then I have a no place like home. And then I in the middle, I have the poppy field rendering 
W.W. W. Denslow from the book. And then we have like just a simple poppy in the corner. So I like, um, I don't like things. I like minimal things, but it's all, I put it up and my friends were like, this is just a Wizard of Oz wall. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> so I've always loved it. I've, I've done the show a few times. I can get into like my, that whole journey with it. Yeah, but sure. um, I mean, my dream in life is to, be Dorothy Gale is to play Dorothy. And I, I know it will never happen because it will never say never. But I was like, um, cause a lot of friends do like video projects and I'm like, I'm obviously in this pandemic time. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I need to do something creative. So I had this idea to do just like um, a wizard of Oz project of like kind of the whole story just condensed and i know there's other things out there like that but i was like i want to do this and selfishly i'm gonna be dorothy because it's my project and it's my dream and i'm gonna make it happen but i was like if i'm dorothy then i want to gender reverse everything so i had my three like I mean, I have a lot of good friends, but my three like core girls from college were my Scarecrow, Tinman, and Lion, which is, and they're and they're so wonderful and talented. But it was also like very sentimental college for me. Is Oz. Yeah, yeah, college is totally Oz. Yes, one hundred percent. And like, I had other good friends who were the Jitterbugs, and my like my best guy friend Brian, who also loves Oz, was my Wicked Witch. So I was like, this is going to be really cool and really different. And I don't think I've ever seen someone like. Like women never play those roles, and like also, like why can't they? We, they're. It's starting to happen. Starting it is happen. starting. Yeah. Um. So then I I had like all these tracks from the show because we'll go back to it. But I I directed the show in high school. I can, but that I'll get back to that okay. in a sec. So I had like <laughs> basically the whole score on my computer. So I chopped it up and made my score of the um for the project. And then individually I had people come over and record their vocals. I had no clue what I was doing. I was just pressing buttons and hoping things sounded good. And then I found um, a filmographer who was really wonderful. And I just kind of made it happen. I got all my costumes from Amazon. I just like found things that worked. I did get my Dorothy overalls custom made because I'm we, we, we have a giant pause on your yeah, costume. Can the, you we need to talk about Can you best. describe what you looked like in yeah. this? So I want I've always wanted this. So I got basically the Dorothy dress. It looks basically identical from the shoulder to the waist and then instead of the skirt it was just the pants instead. So I made like a like a jumper overall but it was like it's if dorothy's dress were to be like pants that's exactly what it would look like and i found this woman on the internet and i was very specific i was like the gingham has to go this way and right here it has to be exactly like this and she's like okay um <laughs> so i had them i came they came in the mail i just lost my mind and then i had i got custom ruby sneakers made so i had high top red vans i found like with the red sole and then i had a friend uh sequin them and then on top of the sequins he rhinestone hands rhinestone them as well and they are the sparkliest things and i 
they're and they're just like my prized possessions now. And now I have my Halloween costume for all uh, ever. So forever until you're ninety. Forever. So Gordon. I spent a lot of money on my costume, and then yeah, and then I the weird thing was I kind of taught it to everyone the day before. Like no one knew that's what they were the doing. World. That's the new yeah, world. Here it is. Do it. And yeah, then we, the and then I was on a walk in Central Park, and I knew it existed. I mean, I knew the Belvedere Castle existed. I'm like, this is perfect for like the Witch's Castle. Mm. But then, like, if anyone, if any of your listeners are in New York, there is like right off the Belvedere Castle is the Shakespeare Garden, that's and it's it's I so remember. so beautiful, but it's also very Oz esque with like the, these. Yeah wooden fences it looks very like a set and then there's the that house there which is like a marionette theater yes and it kind of is a little like broken down i'm like this looks like dorothy gale's house and so we filmed it all there it was just like the perfect setting for it when did you film what time of day was it early it was early we got there at like 9 30 to make sure like no one was around it was before the city got super sticky and hot because mm-hmm. yes, i was like i can't i can't be sweating so um i was that's i was like i'm wearing gingham if, the, if i sweat it's gonna show <laughs> um so we filmed it there we filmed it in like four hours um wow, that's and like we had people walking oh, past and they're like oh, it's the wizard of oz and i'm like because oh. i mean yeah. even though we weren't identical costumes like you see the a scare like you they people know and it makes me happy because it is so whether you love it or not everyone knows the wizard of oz you know what it looks like you know what it sounds like everyone has a connection to it so that was fun to have like passerbys and people just watched and they were like oh i love this movie and i'm like "Mm, makes me happy and then Curtis shared that with us. We had yes. the photographer for the Broadway Oz project. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, he said the same thing was his favorite part. People just stopping and, and knowing instantly. This and like Oz. they use Central Park too, mm-hmm. which is so great. Like Central, Central Park, Park is Oz. Does it's have. Oz. Yes. Such mm-hmm. Oz beauty to it. Continue on. Continue on. Didn't oh, wanna but, great. Yeah. I mean, we did it and it was my, I had a very, I was very specific in the way I wanted things to be filmed. Um, but it was, hard because i've never done a project like that but i was also like in it it was hard but my friends also know i'm i had very specific things so they were just like whatever you say yes we'll do it Um, they they knew not to give suggestions i'd be like that's great we're not doing that um (laughs) i was like i know what i want this is all i know so Mm -hmm. and then my filmographer he edited together in like two days and i was like He's like, do you have any? He was awesome. And then I just like put it out there, and I was like, I hope people like it. But also, I was like, I'm doing this for me, but I'm people loved it, and it was wonderful. But it was like my dream come true to for a day. I got to, I got to be in those slippers, and I got to be Dorothy. And I was like, that probably, unless I produce a concert or a staged something of it like that maybe won't happen um but it's like it was my dream come true to get to be like to play the role for a, a yeah. four hours yes you dorothied it like I you dorothied did. it you, you dorothied right it anyway. you said i don't need someone else to give me permission Mm-mm. to I do know. this so like and i'm like, gonna be my resource mm-hmm. and i think 
Like Dorothy, yes, she, I think it's very important because she is such a strong woman or girl, I should say, because she is young. But I think a lot of people relate to her and she has always been like an icon to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I have a lot of strong ladies in my life, which is why I kind of loved having the Scarecrow, Tin Woman, and Lion B ladies because they, I feel like even though Dorothy helps them, they Without them, she or that thing of Dorothy, whatever, like icon, whatever, wouldn't get to where she can be. And I like the idea of women being Mm -hmm. a helping force because in my life, I've had a lot of women be my guiding forces. Like my mom is a very strong woman and I'm like, yeah, she does she doesn't need these these MGM men bopping around helping like I this this person of Dorothy can be an innocent hopeful boy and still be a sensitive boy and have these women helping him on his journey and like maybe that's how I see it but I just I liked that and because I know and I'm sure you know Scarecrow, Tin Woman, Tin Woman, Tin Man, and Lion aren't lacking those qualities. They have them the whole time. And that's, especially in our society right now, a lot of people, as we know, women are not viewed that way. And I'm like, women are smarter than all of us, in my opinion. <laughs> and so I, I liked having my ladies be my my companions. Because Dorothy, even though Dorothy is a strong character, she is still very innocent and youthful and sensitive, which is things are not described usually as for a a man. And I know for me, I'm not the most macho masculine person. I am. I have a lot of those qualities that I think that's why I relate to her so much is that I relate to those feminine qualities that she has, you know, and like and also why, why, especially with this story there's not really a lot of things about like gender. Like these, they're just like characters. So why can't we just be whoever? 100. I do think Oz is pretty gender neutral in a way or suggesting that that can be perhaps an option. It's not quite there. Like we're, we've read further into the Mm. books and yeah, I mean, Al Frank Baum says some things that I'm like, whoa, like, mm-hmm. especially in a good way with like Ozma and Tip, that whole journey that happens mm-hmm. in Marvelous mm-hmm. with like having a gender identity change and yep. that being fine and normal. No one yep. bats an eye. Mm-hmm. So like there is an interesting element, I think, that just is in Oz of like gender can disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, people, we're people like mm-hmm. we are all we all have like these core values that we can find a connection with. And like, we can all have different feminine, masculine, lunar, mm-hmm. solar, whatever we, however we want to describe it qualities, yes. um, which I think Oz can be helpful today. And as we're shifting language and mm-hmm. what is the gender mm-hmm. normatives, like what are right. those things? I think Oz can be like a helpful teacher in that. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's, said if you boil the story down it's here's a person dorothy Mm -hmm. who is on a journey and i think it can you personalized it Mm -hmm. of like women have been such a guiding light in your life so i'm gonna make these three brains heart courage that's really what they represent Mm -hmm. my my ladies 
And it's, um, and so- yeah. And those ladies I have, and like, especially in college, they were like, they were that for me when I was yeah. going through, they would be the ones being like, all right, Connor, let's, uh, let's reel it back. Let's figure it out. We're here to help you. And I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> and they, they still are today. That is beautiful. Oh. And we talk about that all the time of like, even who you represent, like I could be a Glinda mm-hmm. to someone. I could be the scarecrow to someone else. I think it really is. You could very, be WWW. You could be WWW to someone. And I'm so, sure we all are to someone. <laughs> There's no someone out there, a hundred. But they're very malleable characters mm-hmm. and identities. So I'm. thanks for presencing that. So cool to see. Yeah. Yes. And like finding Oz too in your own backyard of New York, mm-hmm. like, okay, how can I reawaken mm-hmm. um, this story that I love or find the elements of Oz where I am at? And I think that's what's so cool about it is you can find it anywhere. The story yeah. really adapts to mm-hmm. anywhere and any human. Yeah. And I think that's why so many people love it. I mean, everyone yeah. has a connection and nostalgic to it, but everyone loves it because there, there are so many messages in the story. And like... They hit. <laughs> I think it, I, I always... Some people ask like why I love it so much and it's hard to answer because yeah, there are so many things, but like I, to me, it's like a message of hope. I think there's a quote somewhere that Judy says like her journey with like the rainbow. is like, it's just like, it's hope. It's a song of hope. Yeah. yeah I think, yeah. I think it maybe is it in Judy, like the movie she's like, this is, this is a song of hope. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I made that up. Could be, could that be. Feels but familiar. right now, especially, I mean, it, life is so hard. I've been thinking a lot. I wrote, I wrote it down to make sure I said this. I've been thinking a lot about this because I, I'm not a very spiritual person, but I try to believe everything happens for a reason. And when at the when she says, um, I've been thinking about this a lot. When she says, I won't look any further than the, my own backyard because yeah. if it isn't mm-hmm. there, I've never really lost it to begin with. And to me, that's like, it, it's like what's meant for you won't pass you by, you know, like if you're not like it's there, it'll happen. It's in your backyard. Like if it's meant for you, it won't pass you by. It's going to happen. Yeah. And I've been trying to, I think about that, that quote a lot because when I said earlier, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm never going to work again. I'm never going to get a job. And I'm like, what's meant for you will happen. And like, if you work hard and like, you are you put good into the world like it won't pass you by like i you know because i think that's what at the end of the story even though she's looking for a home like she's that what that's her heart desire and my heart's desire it's there it's just it maybe it might take some time that's what i've been thinking about a lot as our yellow brick roads have uh been shifting some yeah oh. Beautiful. Yeah, that's you did a beautiful. Way better job of yeah, that quote, investigating that, that line than we did. Us up. Like, what do you mean? Amen. Like I think we mentioned, like your heart's desire. What is your heart's desire? Is something you can't actually lose. And as you mm-hmm. mentioned, if it's really meant for you, you can't lose it. Mm-hmm. It might it may not have happened yet, but right, it's in your it's in your own backyard well, I, already. Yeah, and I think like what has been so I. Th- a hard maybe lesson for artists in this time, artists whose work disappeared mm-hmm. and our normal ways of being like, I matter disappeared, right? Like where mm-hmm. we feel like, oh, I have value here. Just kind of, right. we didn't have. I think the biggest lesson for a lot of us has been, 
it's not the what, it's like the why of what we're mm-hmm. doing and that those whys can exist in your bedroom through a Zoom screen or not even like it could exist from you doing like the simplest acts, but peppering on your your style, your way of doing doing your art like your art doesn't have to be this thing that is only you know um this commercialized thing too it can exist in the little hidden corners which is yeah so great but like yeah because i'm like why do i do theater i do it for the community and like Mm -hmm. community exists without the theater too like Mm -hmm. totally yeah the physical Mm -hmm. space Mm um yeah it's these lessons never get old no yeah yeah and i never stop learning something from them and i think that's why yeah like i'm like church of oz please church of oz and i know i think you've said there is i mean everyone has said i think all in the slipperhood episodes i've listened to everyone kind of says it it's like dorothy is like kind of like a symbol of optimistic hope like even when she is getting carried away by some monkey she's like it'll be fine I, i have hope things will get better and i think about her a lot when i'm having a rough day i'm like it's going to be fine. It w- there is like, you're going to, you've made it through this day. You're going to make it through another one. Like you'll be fine. Yeah. Even if some crazy person's locked you in their castle, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to make it out. Like you're going to be fine. Yeah. Jack Haley will break down that door. Okay. Oh, I- <laughs> you, you love him. I've learned so much about him. You love him. Jack Haley to the rescue. To the rescue. <laughs> I, I love the optimistic hope and even the symbol of, of the rainbow and being mm-hmm. over the rainbow that just, and, and especially like, I'll never forget during the pandemic walking around our neighborhood, the symbol of hope was actual rainbows. rainbows. People would put it in yeah. their window mm-hmm. or like chalk. And it was a lot of time, like thanking essential workers, mm-hmm. but the rainbow just was a reminder. Like we're going to, we're going to get through this. Like it is just such a symbol of hope. So this, and I think that connects with Dorothy's journey, of course. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm. I love. I I just I I love her. We do too. That's why. And I want you to play her. Yes. <laughs> well, already are, which yeah, is exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, can like someone see this video? And I'd be like, ooh, this is a great idea. Let's like put this on stage. And I'm like, <laughs> first of all, I would like a job in some health insurance weeks. So let's do that. Yeah, no, let's do that. Yeah, let's make that happen. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, I that's actually how I got my equity card was the Wizard of Oz at the Fulton <gasps> Theater. Okay, tell us, yeah, tell what? us more about your Oz pass. So you've played the munch you played a munchkin when you so, were a child. What other yes, roles did you So my first show was a munchkin and then like I did a community theater production like in the ensemble. I was ne- I was Nico. So I flew. Yeah. That was my first time flying and I was living my life. Um yes. and then in high school, we didn't do it. So my high school, we had a thing called a senior project, which Same, yeah. was wow. like a big deal at my school. Like if you didn't get a certain grade, like you couldn't graduate. I was like, this is dramatic, dramatic, but like it started like my sophomore year. So I thought when it happened, I had, I was like, I have an idea because we were just given guidelines and you could really do whatever you wanted with it. Like, some people went to Europe and took pictures, did a scrapbook that like qualified, you know, and then you had to present it to like a a board or something. I was like, Oh, I could do that. Or I could lose my mind and fully produce the wizard of Oz. So what did I do? Just that. Yeah. So on top of like 
my senior year, I was like, you did a scrapbook. I produced a Broadway show. (laughs) Um, But like my senior year where I'm like auditioning for BFA programs and doing my school show. And like, I I look back, I'm like, I had a death wish. Like what, what was I doing? But we, um, yeah, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And the woman in charge of the project, she's like, you're crazy. And I was like, just you wait, Henry Higgins. And (laughs) we, I mean, I, Thank, bless my parents for being so supportive. They we spent a lot of money. I mean, I had I got the rights from. I think it was called Tam's Whitmark at the time. They changed, I think, but I had to get the rights, so we paid for that. I um, my dad built all the the sets for my high school, so he built the sets once again. He was like, "I have an I have an idea for the Emerald City." I was like, "No, you don't. It's gonna look like this, Dad." So he did that. I had like people helping me with like making custom costumes we i rented the four friends from a theater in indianapolis so my tin man was a fully tin i was full out no marking because that's who i am and then that's how i had all the tracks for the show um to make my videos i had the entire score instrumentalized on my computer so i had that um and so, and so we, I did it. So it wasn't like a school show. It was my project. And it was like, it was, I mean, I gave a 16 year old girl playing my witch, a flamethrower. Did I get that approved? Certainly not, but I did it. <laughs> I was like, she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna throw a fireball. And in the castle, she's gonna spark three wee slippers. It's gonna happen. And I did. <laughs> I had a, I had a Karen Terrier. Someone had a Karen Terrier dog. And I was like, your dog's gonna be Toto. There, you are. I'm signing you up for this. Do Thank the you. Video of this. What you're doing? Do you have any footage? I have footage, and I have pictures on pictures. I can send all of you. Okay, um, please. We will um, definitely share these. That. So that was. Were, were you in it too, or just? I, I mean, just, not just directing. No, I, like that's a huge. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just was on no the outside, dust. so I directed okay. and choreographed, and like I had Amazing. friends who like ran the light board but like i like every aspect like i designed i look back on it and i'm like how did i not die in high school when you're in high school i swear we're like invincible in a yeah way, in a weird way but i didn't this wasn't like when i was in high school the bfa programs were not as intense like this was this, this is sounds, like a this lot sounds very it intense. wasn't it wasn't what it is now which is like you are going into an ivy league process for yeah. musical theater it's like mm-hmm. a very demanding mm-hmm. um audition process you have to audition for a million schools yeah. because like the chances of getting in one are just mm-hmm. slim right. like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you've done nothing matters it's just going to be luck and like yeah. timing mm-hmm. and that, connection happening and all of that mm-hmm. you have that happening yeah. school happening and then this happening that's why i remember i think i auditioned for like it's it's been a while now, but like 16 to 20 schools. And I feel like every weekend I was traveling. I was traveling to audition. We are also doing how to succeed in business as like the school show. So my I w- favorite show. Uh, love that show. I've done it then. I did it professionally. I am Bud yes. Frump till the day I die. Yes. Love him. Yes. I was just, yes. that's the show I was doing during the shutdown. Oh, who were you? Smitty. Yes. Yeah, I was about to, I was like, you yeah, seem like a Smitty to me. I love her. She gets me. (laughs) I love, it's like, I was doing that traveling on the weekends. And then also on top of that, directing this show and my friends also just like my 10 years later, I did this video. They were like, 
like, we all have to do this for Connor. It's his, I do remember there were times they're like, Connor, you're really intense. And I was like, this is Broadway. This is the Wizard of Oz on Broadway. This is what was happening. Hold on. I can, your listeners may not be able to, of course, not see this, but I'm just going to pull a picture up. Oh, I had. Oh, so we can be a gog. I, we will share these on our God. Instagram. I had. We also have to share your gorgeous decor in your room. Yeah, this is beautiful. Gorgeous. All of this. It's everything. too good. Let me. Okay, so like my best friend Lizzie played Dorothy. I was also very specific on her hair and how. But like, look at her. <gasps> She's how is this a professional this production. Looks professional. She is. Let me get like a really good. Oh yeah, this is. Mun- we have like Britney Spears, my <laughs> here. That's that's Munchkinland. Wait. Your dad did that. Well, those backdrops I got from another community theater, but they were all hand painted. Um, so smart. But yeah, but like y'all are going to be very excited yeah. to see these. Photos. Like I was seventeen. Like who? Yeah. That here's my the Tin Man. Okay, my this God, is these costumes y'all. are brilliant. This is um. Like, you set the bar high for yourself, Gunner. That's end of Act One. Oh, so sweet! So we're looking at the Emerald City. Oh my gosh, I was a mess. I but I look back on it, and I'm still so proud of it. And they, to this day, I'm still very close with my high school like theater department and like that program. They use that project as an example. They're like, here's what you could do. We don't expect you to do this. <laughs> or you can scrapbook and you're not expected. I did it and she was like, it was only it's like the second year of them doing the senior project. And she's like, Well, now you you set this bar really high. I remember when I presented it in front of a board, like we were intense. I went to a this private school Catholic school. Very intense. Private Catholic school. Got it. I was like, tell Ooh. me more about your yeah, school. What is this place? <laughs> um but I presented it and I was like, does anyone, does anyone have any questions? And they were like, um, no. How and I was like, you thank you. <laughs> I, I did, I did when I won a scholarship. So like, thank you so much. Oh, wow. probably, I probably should have given it to my parents, but I'm what I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been their stipend. <laughs> like, yeah, here you go. But what you can accomplish when you're so passionate. I loved it. And like, I'm sure it didn't feel like work. I mean, I'm sure it did, but in a way you were like, no, I'm willing to. Yeah, I'm willing to do it. I I loved it. And my friends also, they, they loved it too. Um, but yeah, then 10 years later, I literally 10 years later, I, then I did my project and I was like, wow, now I'm Dorothy. Sorry, Liz. I'm, I'm Dorothy now. (laughs) Um, and you said you got your equity card through yes. Wizard of Oz at Fulton? Yes. So then oh, wow. went to college, had worked all throughout school. And then my senior year, I I was offered, I was in the ensemble of the Wizard of Oz at the Fulton and I was offered my equity card. And my professors were like, I think you're ready. Like you've, you've worked enough and we think you are at that level. So you should take it. And I was like, I just remember crying. I was so excited. I was like, I got my equity card. But I was like, of course, I got it by doing The Wizard of Oz. It just is full. Oh, my God. It makes me emotional. It, like, it, it was like yeah, yeah, like full circle. And I like my last my, my, my senior year, I sang like we did like a senior recital and um, I closed it with Over the Rainbow. And I was like, this is just like. And I, I think now Wizard of Oz is, will be at like a turning point in my life. It is like, yeah. I've accomplished a lot through it. 
and like getting your we all know like getting your equity card is like a big deal and that was just it was really special and it was a really great summer and that theater is just amazing and i loved it but i surely was the coroner of Munchkinland. Thank you very much. Surely you were. With a I, shaky, a little shaky. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I have pictures of that, too. I will send it all to you. Oh, my gosh. This so, is, we're going to have, so we're gonna have a field day on our now, Instagram. This is very exciting. Like, listen, if someone wants, to, I will play Dorothy somewhere. But now I just, I yes. really want to do it again. But pl- be yes. Scarecrow or Tin Man. Yeah. Like, oh. somewhere. But for some reason, I've been told... I've been told I'm too short because everyone likes to cast them really tall, which is so strange, but they're like, you're, yeah. you're so little. I hope some of this um, stuff goes away. Yeah, you know, like I that. hope like some of the boxes we put on characters just starts to, right. I don't know, we just be, dissolve away. Cause yes. I think we, I think that's what I hope with, especially traditional shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. just keep breaking those Break old those boxes. Yeah. But I mean, I, Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I would love to be the scarecrow to your Dorothy. <gasps> oh my gosh, That's you'd be dream. so cute. Oh my god, and then you can be the tin tin woman. I could be tin the tin woman. woman. So you can you can live your you can be you can live your Jack Haley dream. I can live my dream. <laughs> and like do my little like slightly Ethel Merman esque like like you know flips. <laughs> well, he has that little flips he does on yeah. like his. On his music, mm-hmm. love and all. But if yeah, Telsey, <laughs> if Telsey wants to call us and plop us in Wicked, yeah, I'm I'm on I'm board. I just want to play Bach. All I want to do is play Bach. They just oh, they yeah. haven't realized it yet that they need it's me. Yeah. Um, well, our season four is Wicked, so we have some time. We have some time. <laughs> I've, I always joke. I'm like, if I don't play Bach now, I'll just like age into like Doctor Dillamond. And I'll, I'll, or I'll play the wizard and show up for 15 minutes and get a nice paycheck. I'm like, that sounds great, too. That sounds not great. Mad, not mad at all. You can age into all these shows. Yeah, because yeah, Wicked will always, Wicked will never go away. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I wonder, yeah, when, like, I'm always like, what will Broadway be without Phantom or Wicked and Chicago or, like, I our like staples? Can't. Weird. I I wonder. I'm. I think they might be the shows that kind of hold down the fort for a little bit now mm-hmm. that we're reopening and everything. But oh, maybe to just them. end in something that's contemporary and relevant. And we also need to ask you to design your own. <gasps> pair oh, I can't wait. Sparkly I shoes. Have, like, a so we'll we'll definitely end there. But I mean, did y'all see your emails yesterday from Equity? No. The email from Equity. What was it? I haven't checked my email yet. They're opening it up to everybody. What? Yeah. This is like. Wait. A what whole, do you mean? They're opening up Actors' Equity to anyone who can prove they've worked, I guess, like, one professional job. I actually – it feels a little like I need to sit in with it for a second. So I apologize. Mm-hmm. I'm putting an apology disclaimer out that I haven't sat with this enough to, like, be it. able to speak <laughs> the details. But Equity is opening up to um, everyone who can prove they have um, – worked once professionally Mm -hmm. um any emc members can automatically join if you've left the union they're making that process to come back a little Mm. bit simpler and a lot of this is being done in like the fact that a lot of these apprenticeships and things that do get you your card pretty quickly 
are for privileged folks because if you're taking an apprenticeship for like a hundred dollars a week, that means you have you can support you have help mm-hmm. coming in. Yeah, you have help coming in. Yeah. Um. So they're trying to fight that, but of course, what is not being talked about is like, well, what what kind of jobs are going to be there for us? Here's okay. Can I just say this? This is what I want. Here's my golden age soul coming in for good reasons. So in the golden age of Broadway, why it was called the golden age isn't just because like. I mean, a lot of the musicals now don't hold up. Of course, we can go down a rabbit hole with that. But a lot of those musicals were just so brilliantly, the music was amazing. It was the pop songs of the day. But also those writers were doing industrial musicals for companies who were hiring actors when you weren't in a Broadway show to go go to Ford, go be the singer for Ford's big musical, go to Coca-Cola, get paid a Broadway salary, like the same amount of money. Like, where are these jobs now? Like, why aren't we thinking about like artists and residents for Amazon, mm-hmm. artists and residents for hospitals, where we can actually do good, where mm-hmm. we can actually rejuvenate people who need music, need art, um, at, like prisons, like Anything, like it, mm-hmm. anything, big companies like Coke, like all these companies can have artists and residents mm. because I'm like, if we're going to open this up for everyone, we've to got to have jobs and it can't just be traditional book musicals anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I'm standing. Em, you just found out this news. Connor, how are you I feeling? Just found this today. <laughs> Surprise. I also have not sat with it enough. Yeah. I I just get a tad concerned that like theaters we're gonna have more members. I know people say like there's strength in numbers, but these theaters I don't think are gonna offer more equity contracts. Right. It's already hard enough to get work as it is. Um Especially me, I, I mainly do, like, I will be in the ensemble, 42nd Street. And I love that. But we know a lot of equi- the- equity theaters are offering contracts to their their leads. Yeah. And I that's where I am like, am I, like, seriously, am, will I work again? I get nervous. Because um, I think this, how it's happening, there's a lot of good. Like, you said, the systematic things. Like, I yes. But I'm also like the reality of it. I'm like, are there going to be jobs? Yeah, I I think we just we know the system doesn't work right now Mm -hmm. to hold space for all folks of all colors, of all body abilities. Like it just doesn't work. So I think we can't expect the system that we're looking at to solve it. Mm -hmm. I think it does need to be something new. I'm with you on that. I'm ready for, as you said, it's like let's try something different. But I think we're. that new step doesn't solve everything. No. Like, we're just, there needs to be more. I think it's yeah. great that it's opening up to folks and they're giving a long, one thing I did like, there's a long payoff period. You yes. can take your time to pay it off. That's nice. Which is very, very helpful. But yes, I think it needs to, we're going to have to get to a place where it's, there is no non-equity. Mm-hmm. Like it just has That's to get there. That's how I feel. Yeah, too. it has to go. And but for we're not there our yet. listeners who are maybe not, um, theater folks, we right. are talking about, let me just preface, we're talking about our union that represents uh, stage actors and stage managers and is supposed to fight for our rights, fight for our protection, fight right. for our health care, like all these things. And that's been kind of a rock and roll roller coaster. Yeah, for, is, for a long a time. Yeah, like I've, time. I've been disenchanted by the union yeah. several times because it yeah. feels like they look out for producers before the lookout for their actual members. Um, but hopefully things are going to change. Um, but it is just like, Oh my God, there's so many conversations to be had. Mm-hmm. And like, where do I want to be 
in this, but I really just feel I would gladly take a job if you're like, hey, Tara, we there's work right now. Would you be an artist in residence at this museum who's doing an exhibit? They want to have a singer who can I would bring a hundred. Oh my God, Sign yes. Me up. Sign us Sign up. Me up. Okay, I have two thoughts. Okay, no, number Is one. Is equity, are you listening? Are you here? <laughs> um, number one. It makes me think, okay, we have to create opportunities. I know, which is a lot because I'm like, and that's a that's lot. A lot. <laughs> that is a lot, but it makes me be like, all right, let's do this. Shady thought <laughs> because 2020 happened. So you're always looking for the, mm, did they do this so that they look good? They could get more money. A hundred. They did. That's a part of this too. Yes, a thousand percent. Right? Yeah. I didn't pay my dues yet for no wait, I did. I recently paid them. I don't think but I have. Yeah, like maybe that's or this why... month or the spring or whatever it is. Maybe that's or why fall. you didn't maybe that's why you didn't get an email. No, I think there is definitely I don't know if it's the driving factor, but I think it's a contributing factor. Like of course it definitely feels they would like, like more money. Oh, more people will be paying us, yeah. But like, yeah, what are we paying for? Are you going to actually advocate for us to have more working opportunities? Because it feels like in this pandemic, you made it impossible for us to work. Like, and right and now. And you've been saying that for a while of like, where we need to broaden what being an actor. Even yeah. like, to go to this how to succeed I did. We were very quick pivoting um, because we were in tech when it shut down, mm-hmm. when the shutdown happened. And our artistic director was like, okay, like this is when we knew nothing, right? right. This is like Tom Hanks is sick and <laughs> the NBA is canceled. That this was, was like, big day. This was like when that was all... Yeah. Um, are all we knew and we're thinking we're going to come back and do this but artistic director had the quick um pivot to be like let's film it let's film it we'll have this filmed copy that can go to all of our patrons who paid for tickets and hopefully they won't request a refund we can let it be a band-aid until we bring the show back well none of that's happening anymore we're probably not bringing this show back but we also were trying to advocate for like us to be on broadway uh what is it the broadway demand mm-hmm. the the um Broadway, Broadway. show what is it called Broadway the on demand Broadway yeah on yeah yeah the Broadway on Maybe. demand we were like advocating for that or something because like we worked so hard and no one's gonna see the show <laughs> so like that kind of a thing mm-hmm. um and equity stopped all like it just got it, it just was like there was no let's say but then I know I also will I have forgiveness like I know they were losing um workers because of the pandemic too and I know that like this stuff is not solvable by one person. Like mm-hmm. it's going to require a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm like SAG got things figured out so mm-hmm. we can do this. Yeah, why can't we? Why can't <laughs> we, we? We can do this. Yeah. We can put value back on live performances, especially after like a year of like this, right? Like our phones and our faces, yeah. our eyes being tired. Yeah. Like we can get live performances, I think back to mattering. Yes and rivaling Mm -hmm. um, just having something on demand on your phone. Yeah. That's why I turned to TikTok during this, this pandemic just to like do a little, do a little skit on TikTok. Of course. Yes, of course. And TikTok is great. It's been, Mm -hmm. I'm like, these things are such great bridges Mm -hmm. that we have on our phone, but they can't be the destination. They cannot be the destination. Yes. Like we have to be seeing each other outside of our screens. Like there's just something so like, that's being human. On, yes, like yeah. there's a mm-hmm. there's something that this will never satisfy. That's what live yeah. theater. That's what makes it live theater. And live it theater. And live theater doesn't hurt your eyes with the with the blue. I know. No, we were just talking. I need, Unless I need there's my, a strobe. 
Unless there's a strobe. And there will be a warning in the lobby if there is yes. strobe or fog. Yes, there will be a disclaimer. <laughs> wow, this is a crazy conversation. I'm so it. glad that we got to have yeah. like a theater moment theater too. Moment. We yeah. have so many listeners who yes. fall into this intersection of yes. I love theater and I love The Wizard of Oz. I think yeah. it is just such a cool one that we're really excited to keep investigating. Like, well, why? Mm-hmm. I really do think especially like our generations. I think you're a little bit younger than us, Connor, but we had that. We're still on the, we're still on the (laughs) coattails of that. We grew up with the 50th anniversary, just being still very present, like Mm -hmm. in our culture, which I'm so grateful that that was a part of our childhood experience. Yeah. Our final question. This is a fun one. We would love for you to design your dream pair of slippers for us. It could be Anything you want, any color, any style, mix and match, any theme, please hit us. Yes. Well, thankfully in my possession, I have one. Yes. Better. Yes. Right. Also, while I say this, can can I just show you my house slippers that I wear oh, around the house? Please. I think if you don't have a pair, you should get these. Oh, we do. They're we do. Oh, okay. We, we love we them. For everyone that's listening, they are fuzzy slippers, but they look like ruby slippers. Yes. yes. But they're amazing. If I could get like a really expensive, I would love like... You know, like you know, like, like smoking slippers that have like that high, like kind of like tongue. Yeah. Yes. 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 I would love that, but like bright red velvet, and then like s- then studded with like Swarovski crystals. Like it's oh, I can't, I, can't, I shouldn't say that's simple, but like very classy and elegant, classy. and reminiscent of um. I love the Ruby slippers that were designed for the 1997 Madison Square Garden production. And they have that high tongue and they're very like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like that. But like, just like, like a like, slight a low, heel, like, like a little, pump? Just, a little just like a little, a little, just lift. Like a little, a little lift. Yes. Okay. yeah, okay. but okay. very comfortable because you know, Judy's, yeah. they didn't, they didn't look so comfy, but they like weren't. a nice cushioned <laughs> insole as well, right, right, because right. We are also getting older, so we need the support. <laughs> we need the But on the outside, it's glamorous and, like, yes. velvet and beautiful. I love the velvet. I don't think we've gotten velvet I yet. mean, we know they were uncomfortable because her little black uh, slippers are spotted in the film, probably when she yeah, was, like, she's like I don't resting wear those. for a moment. Yes. <laughs> she's like, I can't wear these. So my, mine will be comfy. <gasps> Maybe, oh, my God. If, even though I have no partner in my life yet, but I was like, maybe I can get that for my wedding. Oh hmm. yeah! Almost all of our I'm sisterhood. Put, I think most of our married. sisterhood members who are married had was some it, sort it of was incorporated. Yeah. Oh, incorporated. Absolutely. <laughs> um, also, quickly before I go, can you uh, can you believe that they found that missing Judy Garland dress? Oh, Connor, we are speaking to the man who discovered the dress. Stay tuned, Matthew okay. Ripa. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Wow. We were agog. Agog, I was aghast. It it just feels so like we did, we started doing this podcast right, right um, with the book in June of last year. Not Mm -hmm. long after that, the movie was, the new movie was announced. And And then like, like as we're like wrapping up our MGM, I was like, that timing just feels crazy. Like that we're so immersed in these worlds right now. And it feels, well, I guess that's, you could say that for anything. When you're immersed in something, you're going to be noticing like that's crazy yeah like yeah this is a big deal and it makes me think what else is out there i know what else what else is out there 
We were just and- talking about some footage that we think um, is in the Pacific Ocean, though, because um, <laughs> some deep divers yeah. out there. We need some deep divers. Like, could it be rescued? <laughs> like, stop going down to the Titanic. We need to find some we missing footage that we go. believe is in the ocean. <laughs> that we believe has been uh, yeah. given given to the Pacific. Yeah. Oh my, God. oh my goodness. Yeah. So if anyone out there wants to make those shoes for me, um, uh-huh. I would be. Ha- I have no money to give you, but um, I would love them. Thank you. I'm Excellent. Gonna, I'm Just gonna right into a shoemaker so I can make everyone's shoes because they sound incredible. All of these pairs that have been designed. Connor, can you tell us where we can find you if people want to follow along on the TikTok or Instagram? Yes. I am on all the social medias, um, the Instagram, the TikTok, just at Connor DeVoe. And it's one N and Connor. And then ConorDeVoe.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm there. I love the social media because it's good. It can be good. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, love, if you go to TikTok, it's just me acting a fool. So excellent. I try, I try to make people laugh. But yeah, I'm there. Yeah. Connor, Yay! thank you so much for being with us today. This and was so fun. Meeting my theatrical spirit as well. Like I, I feel yeah. joy. I feel excited to be back in that world. Yeah. We can't wait. I to hope soon. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to Down the Yellow Brick Pod. If you are feeling frisky with your fingertips, scroll on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a glowing rate and review. Each person who leaves us a review will be entered to win our end-of-the-season Oz giveaways, including a gift basket of musical adaptation goods, which, trust me, you aren't going to want to miss. All previous reviews will also be considered in our entries. We see you. Until next time, catch us at Down the Yellow Brick Pod in our Technicolor scrapbook on IG and partying on our Patreon. Gratitude to our patrons of present and future for making more magic possible. Let's escape to Oz soon, okay? TTYL!